Okay, uh, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. Um, hope that everyone's not sick of hearing me already. And uh, I would just like to start and say that uh, this um, five minute Zoom share is open for everyone. And we're looking for more people to please join and contribute. So if anyone is interested or is able to give over a share one day, we would greatly encourage you and ask that you uh, participate. So on to today's share. Uh, this week was the yard site of Reb Moshe ben Yosef Tetrani, known by his acronym, the Mabit. There's actually a dispute if his yard site was actually yesterday on Chav Gimel, Nisan, or possibly tomorrow, Chav Hay. The Mabit lived in a very significant period during the 16th century, at the same time as many great Rishonim, such as Reb Yosef Cairo, the Ramah, the Ariya Kaddish, and the Ramak. The Mabit, along with all of these Gedalim, other than the Ramah, lived in Tzfas, and he was in fact the Rav in Tzfas for 55 years. I would like to say over two teachings from the Mabit that I believe contain fundamental ideas on how one is supposed to live in this world. The first I saw from Rav Uriel Eitam, one of the Rosh Yeshiva of Yeshiva Hezder Yeruchim, is on the subject of Tzfilah. The Mabit wrote a sefer on Amuna called Beis Elikim in which the first chalik is devoted entirely to the subject of tefillah. In it, he defines tefillah in one sentence, and he says it's man's request from Hashem of something necessary that is not in his possession. He goes on to explain that when one davens, number one, he must request, not demand. Number two, it has to be for something necessary, only for something that is essential. And number three, not in his possession, only something that is not within his ability and power to acquire. The Mabit goes into detail discussing these three concepts, but I want to focus on what he writes regarding the first word in his definition of tefillah, Adam, man requests. The significance of the word Adam is to indicate that tefillah is appropriate only for humans. The Mabit notes that man alone must daven, the malachim do not daven, nor do the animals pray. The world cannot get along without tefillah. So why does man specifically need to daven? He explains that tefillah reflects man's existential situation, a state of deficiency that requires completion. He cites the famous agada brought in the Gemara Brachas, Dachlam Gimel Amadez, that relates to the conversation between the emperor Ternus Rufus and Rabbi Kiva. And Retrovikiva proves that the work of man is greater than the work of Hashem. Just as Hashem created stalks of grain and man turns them into various kinds of baked goods, so too Hashem created man's body, as is, and we complete it through a brismila. This agada relates the completion of material deficiency to the completion of spiritual deficiency. In both cases, the task of completion falls upon Adam. This very same principle is used to explain tefillah. And this is the first fundamental principle I wanted to share from the Rabbit, that tefillah is specific to us as being one of our actions directed at completing something that is lacking and deficient in us. The next fundamental idea I saw written by Rabbi Yehonison Geffen, Rabbi Yehonison Geffen, uh, Rosh Kabura in the Jerusalem Kailu, it's also from the Mabit Sefer Beis Elikim in the Shari Yisoides. In Parshas Ve'eschanan, the Torah contains a repetition of the Aserah Sedibras. 
with a few minor changes. The Mabit makes a remarkable observation about the two luches on which the Dibrais were inscribed. Chazal explained that the two luches focused, focused on different areas of the mitzvahs. The first luach consisted of mitzvahs that relate to ben adam v'makam, such as belief in Hashem, observing Shabbos. And the second luach consisted of mitzvahs that relate to ben adam l'chavero, such as the provisions of not to kill, not to steal. The Ma'abit points out that there are far more words on the first luach than on the second. For example, in Parshas Vazhanim, there are 162 words in the first luach of Ben Adam Lamakam, and only 27 words in the second of Ben Adam Lachaver. Accordingly, there was much less space to fit all the words on the first luach than on the second. Therefore, it must be that the words in the first luach were written far smaller than those in the second luach. This, the Ma'abit argues, was done deliberately by Kadesh Barakul, so that this, the side that discussed the Ben Adam L'chavera mitzvahs would be more noticeable than the side that focused on Ben Adam L'makam. He continues and explains it's because the Yetzirah is strongest in the area of Ben Adam L'chavera. Hashem wanted people to focus more on the mitzvahs that relate to Ben Adam L'chavera because extra effort is required to overcome the Yetzirah in this area. Rabbi Yefren told over the following story, which also supported this point. Rabbi Chaim Salvechik was asked once to rule on the kashras of an animal to ascertain whether it was kosher or not. He ruled that it was indeed not kosher, causing the butcher who was involved a significant loss. The butcher accepted the ruling wholeheartedly without any problem. However, a few months later, the same butcher was involved in a monetary dispute with someone else over a far smaller amount of money. Rav Chaim ruled once again against the butcher. On this occasion, the butcher was furious and insulted Rav Chaim for his ruling. And observant to this incident, Rav Simchazel Grieger asked Rav Chaim why the butcher was calm when he lost a far larger amount of money and so angry about the smaller sum. Rav Chaim explained that on this occasion, he lost to someone else. It was the fact that another person beat him that angered him so much. But to summarize, we see from the Mabit, I believe, two fundamental responsibilities of being human. One, only we, the Adam, need to dive into Hashem because we have the task of completing what is lacking in this world. And two, as an Adam, we need to try even harder on battling our Yitzhahara when it comes to issues of Ben Adam Thank you and have a wonderful day.